and welcome to the Life on the Fulcrum podcast. This podcast comes from the Vineyard Church of Wellsboro, and I'm your host, Carolyn Ruth. Some of our guests will be from within our own Vineyard Church, and others will not. Occasionally, I may even do a solo podcast without a guest. On this podcast, we will discuss what it means to live a life of faith on the fulcrum. What that means to us is being able to hold things in tension as we follow Jesus. A great example of living in this tension is one of our core beliefs of our church, which is that we want to be equally spiritually powerful, biblically thoughtful, and culturally relevant. Thanks for joining us today. Always edit things out. Later. Okay. Well, today I have Brett Kennedy, our senior pastor, back again. And today we are talking about something super exciting that has been a long time coming <laughs> that is now actually on our horizon and is, is we're very excited about it. So Brett, can you tell us what that is? Yeah. So I'm here today just to talk a little bit about our, uh, the 45 Charleston, Charleston street property that we have been, Oh, researching and trying to figure out for the last two years. And uh, today, I just want to kind of share an update about where we are at with that. Um, As Carolyn said, we are kind of at the horizon of some exciting things going on at the Vineyard. That's fantastic. And truly, we have not had our own building since (laughs) the church started back in the early 2000s. So the possibility of having our own place is super exciting. So can you tell us about how did this building project all get started and... It's been, it's been a long time, but how did it all get started? Yeah, certainly. Well, first, let me just um, throw out there kind of an apology to everyone for the ups and downs of this whole last two years. Um, it has been, as we're learning, quite a whirlwind to figure out everything that goes into not only purchasing this building, but renovating this building. Um, and I know that that communication has been sporadic and I take full responsibility for that. Um, And honestly, a lot of it is just, we've had to wait so long for so many things. Um, Then throw COVID on top of that and, and places being shut down and not working. It really has just been um, kind of a frustrating time, um, but also a time where we have really uh, sought out to God's will for for the vineyard and as it pertains to this building. And so uh, every step of the way, we've just kind of been very prayerful um, as new things have developed, uh, considering whether this was God shutting a door or opening or keeping the door open. Um, And so I do want to apologize. I know we haven't really had an update on this for several months. Um, And again, it's just because there really hasn't been a ton to update on. Uh, We've been waiting for engineering drawings and construction drawings and all of those kind of things. So um, again, I apologize. I thank you for your patience as we've kind of just worked through this. And I'll, I I have to say, um, I, this is the only building project that I hope we ever have to do. but yeah, great question. If you're fairly new to the vineyard, you may not even know that we have a, a building on the horizon. And so let me kind of just take you back to about two years ago. 
Um, as Carolyn said, for, for almost two decades now, the vineyard has been either meeting in a home where we started out or in rented spaces um, and never really had our own like sign in the ground type uh, facility. Um, not without trying. Um, if you've been around <laughs> for the last decade, you know that we've had lots of um, opportunities come and, and then go. Um, and so part of the process, um, Jason Gaiman uh, always is looking for opportunities for us to have a facility. And about two years ago in the spring, um, we were kind of looking for anything. And he, we knew that there was a, a couple acres that potentially could be for sale. And so we just reached out to the owner of Wellsboro Building Supply who owned those two acres and said, hey, would you ever consider selling us those two acres? And he said, no, but I would consider selling you this, the store and, and this property here, um, which began kind of the two year journey of figuring out um, would that be a feasible place for us to call um, home? And so lots of, lots of stuff in between that have taken place. The interesting fact about this building is uh, about five, six years ago, it was up for auction and mm -hmm. the vineyard went uh, to this building. Uh, the leadership team went, kind of prayed over it. Uh, we went to the auction, uh, willing to bid all the money we had in the bank at that point. Um, without really having a plan what we would do if we were successful. Um, but we weren't successful. The current owner purchased it um, where it's been the home center for, or the building supply center for uh, the last five, six years. Um, so it is interesting that all of a sudden this building has kind of come back into our view as a, a prospect. Awesome. So, can you explain what's been done over the last couple years to determine the feasibility of this building? Sure. Uh, so the first thing we really had to do was come to an agreement on price. And so we sat down with the owner and settled on the amount of uh, purchase price of $500,000. Um, and, and from there, the, the other first major hurdle was really getting approval to have um, this building as a church. It's currently mm -hmm. zoned as a commercial property. Um, and so we had to go through a, what they call a conditional use hearing to um, change the use of the property to a, a church facility. So that took um, nearly a year really to gather all the different studies and paperwork required um, to get approval for the use as a church. Um, some of those things like soil studies and um, environmental studies and parking um, engineering and, and all of those kind of things. So that took a, a good chunk of time. Um, and then after that, uh, when we did receive approval for that um, in June of 2020, uh, the next thing was really taking a look at the property itself and determining what we wanted this property to look like. What was the, the layout going to be? Was it suitable for what we needed? Um, and so that we hired an engineering firm called Mid, Mid Pen, who um, met with us several times, went to the property um, and went through months of kind of drawing and revising and drawing and revising till we got a plan that we felt was suitable 
um, to allow us to grow as a church um, from the moment that we occupy. And so that process, um, you know, we really kind of at the beginning of this year just kind of got the final, what we felt was a, a good representation of the church and a layout and floor design that we could, um, we thought we could grow into. Right. Great. So you've kind of touched on this already, but why has it taken so long <laughs> to get all this stuff in order? Yeah. So uh, uh, some of this is kind of just, we're new to the whole process. Um, and, and the, the board um, of directors for the vineyard, uh, we didn't want to rush God and we didn't want to get ahead of, ahead of God. Um, so with each step, we're kind of just prayerfully considering is, is this the place that God would have the vineyard call home? Um, the, one of the scriptures that just continually played in our mind was from Luke 14 verses 28 through 30 that says, suppose one um, wants to build a tower. Won't you sit down and first and figure out how much it's going to cost mm. um, then, and see whether you have enough money to finish it. Suppose you start building and, and are not able to finish. Everyone who sees will laugh at you. <laughs> and so <laughs> we have kind of taken this idea of like, really um, using wisdom coupled with faith um, to, to trudge forward. And so um, part of the process was just gathering all the information we needed to get conditional use. Um, part of it was really taking a look at designs and determining not only what we need now, but what we feel we need for the future. Right. Um, and so, uh, Plus, as I said, and I hate blaming everything on COVID, but there were periods of time that that some that places were just closed down for three to four weeks. And so we kind of had to wait for them to reopen and, and start over. So um, it was a combination of us really being diligent and making sure that that we are moving forward using wisdom um, mm -hmm. and then working around the the boundaries of everyone else's work and, and such sure sure wow so after all that planning and making sure that it would work for us now and then in the future can we see the design yeah so what we're gonna what i'm gonna show you now and and in previous emails i've talked a lot about um at the phasing of this project and so i'm gonna show you a design today that really um would be what we consider phase one of the project. And so, okay. and phase one actually within that has like a couple sub phases if we needed to. Um, really what, what we move into just depends on the money that we have available for renovations and such. And so what I'll show you first is kind of some elevation, uh, their outdoor views from different angles of the building. And then we'll move into the uh, floor plan and I'll kind of describe to you the different areas um, and we'll go from there. So let me get my screen up here for you. Sounds great. Hopefully, okay. Carolyn, you can see that. I can, yep. Okay. So again, this property is located on 45 Charleston Street. It's currently the home of Wellsboro Building Supply. Um, and if you are familiar with the area, um, headed towards like- Brett, you just- I lost your, lost your audio. Can you try one more time? Yeah, can you hear me now? Oh, now I can. Okay, keep okay. going. So um, 
if you are heading towards like the Wellsboro Little League fields on Charleston Street, as you round the corner by the Wellsboro house, uh, you would see this property coming into view. And so the property extends, um, there's lots of outbuildings that of course we would demolish for parking space. Um, but this top view that's called the West Elevation, that would be what you would see as you're approaching um, the building from uh, the Wellsboro House. So you can see kind of uh, our name here. This would be our, our uh, entrance for phase one, which is the current entrance of the property. Um, the next one, the North Elevation, is kind of just the back of the building. Um, you really would never see that. It's, there's a retaining wall right behind there. And then if you were looking, standing on Charleston Street, looking directly um, head on to the building, this is kind of the view you would see um, in the phase one portion of the project. So, so you've got the kind of street view from Wellsboro House, the back, and then the head on view is there. Um, for the floor plan, and again, this is, is what we're calling phase one. Um, and I will try to do my best to um, make this easy to follow. Again, right here is the entrance. Do you think, Brett, excuse um, me for one second. Do you think you could just up at the top of your screen, see how it says 41%? Could you click the plus a couple times and maybe make it a little bit bigger? Oh, sorry, yeah. you're gonna have to go out of the annotate. Oh yeah, that's helpful. Okay. So you can see where the red arrows, this would be our main entrance as we enter from phase one. You'd enter into the building here um, and you would have a long open corridor area um, about 23 feet wide um, that would lead us into another area of fellowship um, to the back of the building, which would be our sanctuary. So this whole area here would, would be the sanctuary. From there, um, and you can see we've got some storage closets, a fairly large stage, um, a cry room, an elevated sound booth, and some additional storage. Um, the seating, we have, there's only 100 chairs in there. The seating for the sanctuary would be about 280 to 290 people. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's basically your sanctuary area. Again, that this is all phase one. Um, in uh, here, you see a long hallway with some classrooms. These would be our uh, um, original classrooms. So we would have three classrooms plus a lounge area over here in phase one. And then um, the biggest part of this project is having adequate uh, restroom facilities. So this whole front area would be uh, restroom facilities uh, for the size of the building. So what you see from entering in all the way in here, um, the classroom space, the lounge space, the bathrooms, and then the sanctuary would be what we consider phase one of the project. Um, in future phases, uh, what we would do is this whole section that would be empty uh, would be renovated into a large fellowship area with additional restrooms and office spaces. 
And then our main entrance would move to right about the middle of hmm. the, that um, annex type area. At the same time, we would then add in, you can kind of see in here the, uh, the dotted or the dashed lines. Um, once this area was done, these would become classrooms as well. Um, the first room here would become our kitchen. And then we'd have a classroom here, a classroom here. And then this we would utilize as a open to the community room. This would be a room where um, if different organizations or group just needed a meeting space, um, mm -hmm. they would have access to, to use this room, their own access blocked off from the rest of the building. Um, we, we do hope that the building is used uh, by the community. We want to be a resource um, for the community. And so it's important that we have space that we can offer uh, when they need it. Um, so those would be subsequent phases. Um, sure. But for phase one, our hope is uh, when we move in, um, all of the, the three main areas, the classroom area, the bathroom area, and again, the sanctuary would all be completed um, and ready to go for us to move into. That's great. And there is a little second story as well. There, there is a second story. Um, let me bring that up for you. So the second story is really minimal. Um, again, if it to familiarize you, this would be on the first floor. This is where you would enter. Um, and so there are stairs that go up to the second story. And currently there's a large office um, that we would utilize as an office from from phase one, another office. Um, and then this area has a kitchenette. It's a fairly large room connected to another large room here. Um, that would actually become like our youth lounge and youth hangout area until um, we got the other phases completed. Um, so we would have an adequate space for youth kind of just hang out and, and have some fun um, in on the second floor. Great. Oh, that looks fantastic. So exciting to see it. it makes it feel like a reality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, that's fantastic. Okay. So now we get into like the nitty gritty stuff. Um, what is the cost of this project? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I'm going to talk to you um, kind of in generalities, uh, but at the same time, show you what we feel are pretty close numbers based on estimates and, and quotes that we've received. Um, if you give me just a moment, I'm going to share um, my screen once more. And so if you can see this um, screen spreadsheet that I put together, um, you can see, and let me go through the numbers real quick. So our first number is the purchase price of $500,000. Um, we did, of course, get an appraisal. Um, the appraisal was done and in February. We received that in March. Um, the value what, given was $500,000. So we, we are purchasing the property for its value. Um, the next number down there is closing costs. And so estimated about $10,000 just in closing costs. And that's real estate transfer tax fees, bank fees, um, the cost of the appraisal, um, recording of mortgages and all that kind of stuff and so our deeds and all that. So the total cost on a commercial property is about $10,000. 
Um, so that gives us a subtotal of $510,000. And, and as I said, um, one of the things that we have to do um, for parking is de uh, demolish all of the outbuildings. So mm -hmm. any other building except that main building would be demolished. Um, and that's about $60,000 um, is, is what we've been quoted for that. Uh, the retaining wall, and I wanted to talk just a little bit about the retaining wall. So this was something else that took a little bit of our time. Um, as the engineers were kind of finalizing all the designs and plans, uh, they came to us and said, you know, because we're doing so much demolition and, and grading, um, there is a retaining wall that runs along the back of the property and then down the side of it. And so that retaining wall, um, there are some issues with it. It is starting to turn in a little bit. Um, and so the engineer said we really needed to probably because we were doing so much groundwork, really needed to take a look at repairing that. Not exactly what we wanted to hear. Right, through a <laughs> little put, bit of a wrench in the works, huh? Yeah, to put money into a, a retaining wall. But it, the other option is someday we walk in and there may be a retaining wall in our building. And so <laughs> uh, we, we had the engineer take a look at that all total, we're looking at about $132,000 to fix that wall. However, in talking about it, um, we want to make sure that we are building for the future. And, and mm -hmm. the Bible talks about, about building a foundation on the rock and ver instead of sand. And so we really felt, though, we, we would love to spend this money on the inside um, we need to know that our building is protected from the outside first and foremost. So yeah. uh, the retaining wall with all the material labor and costs is going to be about $132,500. Okay. So that is the subtotal of $702,500. Um, so then our quote um, that we, we have received from a contractor, and we are waiting for some other quotes as well, but um, this gives us a ballpark um, for phase one. And again, that is the, what I just showed you, the bathrooms, the classrooms, and the sanctuary area. Um, that phase completed, walk in and those things are all finished, um, was about, as you can see, $335,000. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at a total project cost of $1,037,000. Um, however, Every construction project has things happen that you don't expect. And so um, from my old banking career, I, I, I know that you <laughs> always have a contingency plan. Right. So we're, we're building in a 10% contingency on that. So it's a large amount of money, $103,000, but um, it just protects us knowing yeah. realistic costs. And so if you total that all up, we're looking at about $1.1, $1.2 million for the total project. Um, that's purchase, that's demolition, that's uh, retaining wall, and that's phase one, um, getting us in the building, uh, able to do worship, able to have children's church, and able to just begin to, to invite the community into um, to the, the property. Yeah. So that is the cost as we have it right now. As I said, this, this number, 
Um, we are looking, getting additional quotes. So, so maybe that would change a little bit, but um, we feel like this is, is a really good number um, to go by. Yeah. Um, on the other side of things is, is how we're going to pay for this building. And so <laughs> uh, right now we have about $534,000 uh, cash in hand, which, um, you know, we're very, very thankful for. The Lord has been um, uh, very generous to us. And, and so we do have that amount of cash in hand. Um, we have reached out to a local bank, um, have been working with them. And again, another long process. It's been about a three-month process just to get all those ducks in a row. Um, but they've committed to lending us about $250,000 and so on this project. So that's about half of what we're purchasing the property for. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about the, the mortgage structure in a minute. Um, but we have a commitment of $250,000 um, for that. Um, we have also been uh, contacted and said, once we own the property, we have a, a donor who will uh, give us $50,000 towards the project. Yeah. Um, so that gives us about $834,000. Um, part of, of the mortgage process, however, is that we do have a cash reserve. And what I mean by that is money that we've set aside um, that we can't touch that, that just is saying we've got some cash if things come up. Um, and so they've requested we hold $34,000 in reserve. Um, mm -hmm. That's about 18 months worth of mortgage payments. And so if we deduct that out, we have about $800,000 um, available for the project right now, um, which leaves us with needing about $341,000 um, in additional cash um, for uh, the phase one, for the floor plan, plan that I just showed you. Um, however, if we don't have, if we don't end up with getting that amount of cash, um, you know, we, we are able to structure the phase and so that maybe we move in with just the sanctuary and the bathrooms and the classrooms, you know, maybe are just uh, temporary petitions for the time being. Um, so, so we are going to diligently work towards this number. This, this yeah. number, uh, we feel we can move in and, and we can grow um, quite a bit before mm -hmm. we need to look at, at an additional phase. Great, wow. Well, you know, it can, seeing those big numbers can feel overwhelming, but uh, we've got a big God, so <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just want to say even, even um, this fall, uh, we currently have $534,000 uh, uh, in cash in, in the bank. Um, but prior to the fall, we had $334,000. So in just uh, over six months, nine months, we received $200,000 in um, contributions towards this project. So um, yeah, yeah, we serve a, serve a big God who, uh, you know, we're just leaning on and trusting in him uh, right. to guide the way for us. Right. And um, I think that it's been really cool to see that in a time with COVID and everything, when a lot of churches um, giving has been going down across the country and probably across the world, um, that that actually has not been the case for us. And that has been a huge blessing. And I think has really helped propel us into being able to do this now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I will echo that. It's, um, I'm very proud of the generosity of our whole church family and, and not just for this project, but mm -hmm. when there is a need in the community, um, you know, so many are just willing to, to either give the, the um, roll up their sleeves and dig in to, to help in practical ways, but also always um, willing to, to provide financial support to those in need. And so that, um, that's the church. That's really the yeah. church in action. And so it is wonderful to have a, that as kind of a, a cornerstone and a foundation of who we are. Yeah, that's fantastic. So we've got the financial breakdown. We've got the blueprints. Uh, where are we actually in the process of buying this building? Yeah, so uh, excitingly, uh, we are hoping within the next two to three weeks that we will have a closing on this property. Um, it has, like I said, been just a whirlwind, but we do, uh, the board met last night um, at the property to kind of just go through some additional things. Um, the biggest uh, holdup right now is just that retaining wall. Um, we have to get a couple or a few different permissions um, before we feel confident that we can buy the property. The first one is uh, the Wellsboro Borough really, um, because we're gonna be having to close off a section of their borough streets and, and digging up some of the wall, we need permissions from them um, and their kind of stamp of approval from a code inspector that says, yeah, we've got the approval to do what we need to for the um, building. Now, it, it, honestly, it will be helpful to the borough that we fix this wall so that right. maybe someday the road doesn't collapse <laughs> into <laughs> our building. Um, the other permission we need is um, there is an electric pole where we really just need a guide wire and the guide wire is kind of the, the wire that holds the pole in place. We just need that moved for uh, at, at the time that we're working on the wall. And then lastly, there is a portion of the property, um, a property adjacent to the building um, where we are gonna have to do a little digging to get into the wall. Um, there's a tree that will have to come down. And so we need to get permission from the landowner for that as well. Um, we don't foresee those as being like problems, but they are things that we need to, to work on and are actually in the process of doing now. Um, if those three things come in without a problem, um, uh, the bank is ready for to close and we will schedule that closing um, and, and make the purchase. So um, we're hopeful that in the next uh, two to three weeks, uh, we will have that and then we will celebrate with a big old party. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be fantastic. So once closing happens though, then, then what happens? Yeah. So um, that's a great question. Uh, I'm sure that everyone by now is saying, when can we get into the building? Yes. And so um, no one feels that more than me, <laughs> but um, we will have a little bit more time that'll have to elapse. So one of the agreements we have with the, the current owner of Wellsboro Building Supply is um, that he is, he's going to actually be constructing a smaller uh, store area on a property that he owns. And so he does need time um, to get that done. Um, he has been so very gracious over the last two years with us as we've worked through this process. Um, yeah. So we have told him whatever time he, he needs, um, he will have. 
Um, yeah. So essentially upon closing, he will rent the space from us until he's ready to move out. Um, we are hoping that we can come to an agreement with him that maybe we start some of the construction while he is still in there. Um, okay. But those talks haven't started as of yet. Um, but it is our hope that within a, four months or so, he will be ready to, to move into his facility, at which time we can really break into the renovations of the property. Um, again, depending on how much money we have raised at that point, um, the, the main focus will be the restroom area and the sanctuary area. Um, as soon as the restrooms are complete, um, we can occupy the space, which means we can ha start having services there. Um, I think it, it's our intention that we will do what we have to do to occupy the space, get the offices moved in there, um, hold services there, and then there will be a period of, of construction going on while we're meeting there. So it, it's it's kind of a grassroots effort, really. Uh, we will we want to get in as soon as possible, and so we'll do what we need to to get into the building. Um, but there will still be some construction going on uh, while we are holding Sunday services there. Um, in all likelihood, with the retaining wall, with the the demolition. Um, it will probably be closer to the end of the year before we're actually in there holding services. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things we're learning is be, due to COVID, contractors themselves are just behind in, right. in work. And so to even get on the schedule, um, we're, we're looking several months out to even to, to be slated for work. So um, still a lot uh, of things to go through in a timeline. Um, really, once we close is the next big project, developing a, a timeline that everyone can agree to and work with. Um, but um, at this point, it, it, it's, it's unlikely that we would be in the building before early fall. Um, maybe we can celebrate Christmas there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be something to look forward to, for sure. <laughs> um, so when we do actually move in, what exactly would we be moving into? You've talked about phase one and kind of sub phases. What would it look like when we are actually able to take, you know, have services there? Yeah. So essentially uh, it all depends on the, the amount of money we raise really mm -hmm. um, at minimum, we will move in with the sanctuary and, and the renovated bathroom space. Um, and then um, a whole lot of open space where we would put up um our uh, temporary petitions to mm -hmm. hold children's classes. Um, the offices, we will utilize those upstairs. So there'll be the, the offices will be held there. Um, so at, at the minimum, we would walk in with a completed sanctuary and completed restrooms and the rest would be a work in progress. If, if we get the $340,000 fairly quickly, um, we would still be moving into those two completed areas, but we would also be working on the permanent classrooms at that time mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Wow. So I know over the past many years, there have been a lot of different buildings that we've looked at and um, even building something from scratch. And how and why is this building project different um, than some of the other opportunities that we've researched or looked at? Yeah, um, I would say the biggest um, difference really is 
that in all the other perspective places or, or plans that we've considered, um, God very clearly shut the door on those things. And we uh, could come together uh, as a, a board and discuss it and all feel like God had shut the door. Um, mm -hmm. This property, even after two years um, and all the research, uh, we, we don't feel we can confidently say God has shut the door. And mm -hmm. so we've made this commitment to walk through the open doors until they're shut. And so, um, as I said earlier, we're trying to, to balance faith and wisdom. And mm -hmm. in, in between those two things is a, is a fine line. And so we are trying to walk that very fine line of, of saying, you know what, like God does miraculous things all the time. And we have to trust that there are things we, we don't know. There are things we're not going to know. We have to place our trust in him for those things. At the same time, we, we want to use wisdom and making sure that what we're doing makes sense. And for the first time in, in the many different projects that we have, opportunities that we've looked at, um, I feel like we've done a really good job at both of those and, and God continues to, to open a door or keep the door mm -hmm. open. And so that, that's really the, the main difference that I see from other projects. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's life on the fulcrum, right? Yeah, <laughs> Balancing, <laughs> holding things in tension, right? Yes. So, you know, we have functioned for almost 20 years as a church. We've grown as a church without having our own building. So why is it even important to have a building and why, how does that connect to our vision and mission? That is a wonderful question. And I was hoping you would ask that. <laughs> so um, our, our mission really at the Vineyard is to promote um, uh, Jesus and to extend the ministry of Jesus to the community around us. And, and uh, we do that in many ways, but one, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is just our community and um, bringing health and wholeness and, and restoration to our community. And, and we can do that anywhere. We don't need a building to do that. However, uh, we do need a space that is available to us to do the many things that, that we would like to do mm -hmm. to, to invite the community into relationship with Jesus. And so um, we have been very fortunate to, to be at the Dean Center and have a good partnership with them. But as a, a open to the community rent, rental area, performing arts area, we don't always have the availability that we would like to have. Um, we I, or back in January, if, if you remember, and I'm sure you could go to YouTube and even and watch the sermon, I kind of laid out a, a plan of um, being a church that harnesses every life's potential. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, um, in order to, to bring emotional health and, and physical health and financial health and spiritual health to a community of people, um, you need a facility that is a resource for the community. And mm -hmm. so more than, more than this being a Sunday church service facility, this is a facility that I, I hope um, the community can look at and say, hey, 
you know, they're helping our community. Um, right. You know, if someone has is struggling financially, hey, that's the place where there are financial peace classes being run regularly. Um, if, if someone is uh, looking for for spiritual help, hey, that's a place the door is always open for someone to come in and talk to, to talk with. And so, um, it, it is all about being a resource for our community um, and with the focus of there's potential in every single life um, and, and having a space to, to make that happen, I guess, mm-hmm. is the key. Um, uh, it's my hope that we, we have things going on all the time there from, yeah. uh, like, I think of so many, uh, one very attractive t- thing to me about this building is it's right down the road from the little league fields and the mm-hmm. soccer fields. And if you've ever been on that, on Charleston road in little league season or soccer season, it's like New York city traffic jams. <laughs> And so I think how awesome to have a space where parents could drop their kids off at ball practice and come sit in our uh, lobby and have a cup of coffee or read mm-hmm. a book or meet with friends. Like that's the, that's the kind of thing that gets me pumped up. Just a place where people say, I can take a break from what's going on in the world and come and find rest and health and healing and restoration. Yeah. Wow. That's a wonderful vision. So I'm sure that hearing all of this and seeing the floor plans and everything is getting everyone excited. I know it's getting me excited. Um, and I'm sure people want to get involved. So how can, how can people get involved both within the vineyard and people in the community who maybe want to get involved? Yeah. So there are so many ways that you can get involved. I think, I think the first one um, is easy and that's just continue to pray. Like, we have felt throughout, throughout this two-year process, and um, there have been times that, that God has spoken to different people in our congregation regarding the building that, that have been accurate. And, and mm-hmm. there have been times where we thought maybe this is a door closing, and yet something happened and, and that door remained open. And so the, there is so much power and prayer and especially when a, a body of people come together with one prayer vision and so mm-hmm. um just pray that, that god will continue to work through um through our world uh to to have his will done and so um as i said we're we're, we're on the horizon kind of but there's a long way after the horizon to get to actual move-in date and so yeah um just Covering that in prayer is so important uh, to the, the process as we move forward. Um, also, uh, uh, I won't lie, uh, giving. If you, mm-hmm. if you can give to, to the mission of, of this facility, like I said, we're shooting for $341,000 um, so that we can move in with everything we need to do church as usual as we do it right now. Um, you know, and every dollar counts. Uh, one thing I, I can't stress is you don't have to have lots of money in the bank to give. Um, we have people mm-hmm. that have signed up and said, you know, I, I can't give a, a large bulk amount of money right now, but what I can do is give 
$200 a month for the next mm-hmm. year. Like those are so, those donations are so important and, and the contributions are so much appreciated and, and valued. Um, and so if you, if you can make it work in your budget, anything that you can give is great. We'd also, we'd also take a large donation as well. <laughs> Um, but, but giving and share our vision with people. We, um, we don't just want a nice new facility in the middle of town. We want a facility uh, that can be used to advance the kingdom of God and, and be a place where the community can look at and say, hey, you know, there, there's a place that I can get help. And so that's the vision. That, that's really what this facility is all about. Um, also ask questions like I know yeah. a, a 45 minute podcast probably didn't answer every questions and and um I would love to answer any of those so if if you're listening and you have an additional question please email the church office at contact at wellsborovineyard.org or, or message me and we can do a follow-up podcast just on a, a Q&A Q&A absolutely um but get involved as well. I think in, in using your talents and gifts, you know, as we move in, um, there's going to be so many different things that are going to have to take place. And, and we get to kind of reinvent processes and, and such. And, and so we'd love to hear some input as far as that as well. So I think they're the big things at this point, obviously, when we get to uh, move in day, you know, they'll be moving in the excitement of that and, and trying to figure everything out. But, um, right now we, your prayers are so valuable. Um, contributions to the, the building project are really valuable. Um, and, and just asking questions. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I've never done this before. Our board really has never done this before. We're all kind of on um, uncharted territory. Right. So we don't, we, we don't have all the answers, but, um, if we don't know the questions, we certainly can't seek them out either. So, um, yeah, I think there's some of the, the really important ones. Yeah, that's great. So if someone wanted to give right now, they could go to the website, right? They can give on the website at wellsborovineyard.org. And is there, is it a drop down that says give? Yep. There's a give page. There's a, there's a menu that says give. So click on that. You can give online. Um, you would just choose building, building fund as the, the designation. Um, you can, you can also mail a check to uh, Wellsboro Vineyard at PO box 729 Wellsboro PA um, and just put in there for the building campaign. Um, all of the donations, because we're a 501c3 religious organization, are tax deductible. So you would get a notice of those um, for your income taxes for 2021. Um, you, uh, you can also, if you want to give regularly, I think one of the easiest ways to do that is we have an e-tithe uh, program where mm-hmm. we, you fill out a form, we set it up, and whether you want to give monthly, weekly, uh, we can set it up that way and it just automatically debits from your account as you've specified. Um, and that goes directly to the building program as well. So um, lots of ways to give and get involved. Fantastic. Well, it's so exciting to see, to think back through the whole process and feel like we're kind of like coming to the crest of, of actually getting this building. So um, certainly be in prayer that it will work out and, Thanks for coming on today and sharing all this information. I'm sure that it will be 
um, valuable for people to hear. Yes. Thank you. And um, yeah. Uh, and again, just con- if you have any questions, please continue to ask those. Um, we have, uh, I'm sure there's a lot that I haven't said that I'd love to talk about, um, um, but those are going to be the, really important to making sure everyone feels informed about where we're headed. Um, and as soon as we get a closing date, um, that will be communicated um, to everyone. So thanks for letting me uh, share what's going on with uh, this building. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing it. It's exciting to hear. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to follow this up with a Q&A sometime or no, talk no. about closing after it happens. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Sure. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on the Life on the Fulcrum podcast. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find information about the Vineyard Church of Wellsboro at wellsborovineyard.org. Or check us out on Facebook under the Vineyard Church of Wellsboro. On Instagram under Wellsboro Vineyard, that's all one word. Or on Twitter at VC Wellsboro. Thanks. See you around.